Hello and welcome, welcome to Astro Weekly, presented by How Now Mercurial Cow and hosted by me, Tango Faye Batelli. This is your Lunar Weekly general astrology forecast focusing on the seven classical planets, here to assist your personal practice by providing pointers as to how the present moment is rhyming with you internally and externally. As above, so below, as within, so without. As before, so to come, and here we go. Okay, this week marks lunar summer. We're going from a waxing quarter moon in Leo to the full moon in Sagittarius, which is technically a lunar eclipse. <laughs> so fun! The, um, solar partner will be experienced in june but i'll talk more about uh the eclipses and eclipse season next week this week once the sun flips into gemini on the 20th half of the classical planets will be in mutable signs we'll have the sun venus and mercury in gemini and then jupiter has moved into pisces so only Saturn is left in a sustaining, maintaining kind of fixed sign. And everyone else will have, um, <clears throat> not including uh, Cancer, still trudging through. Mars, still trudging through Cancer. <laughs> I obviously have feels about that one. But pretty much everyone else is in mutable signs. And Saturn uh, is the only one still in a fixed sign and uh, the atmosphere is just primed for change. Mars isn't really in a place to like it, but the atmosphere is primed for change. So how will you dance with this change? Will you dance with reverent grace? Will you dance with resistant drama? <sighs> fun, fun weeks ahead of us, folks. So, the most potent influence this week, uh, in my opinion, will be the stellium party going down in Gemini, um, a sign known for its love of words, communication, rhetoric, and repartee. I might know a little bit about it as a Gemini sun myself. However, Jupiter in Pisces rules extreme glee and extreme gloom, and... Uh, yeah, it's squaring what's going down uh, in Gemini. So, what role will you be playing at this party? And now let's dive into the uh, weekly overview for May 19 to 26th. I'm gonna switch up the lunar ingresses section a little bit. I'm not gonna uh, verbally list out the moon mansions, although they're still written uh, in the blog post on hownowmercurialcow.com. And I am gonna throw in other major uh, ingresses, stations, whatnot, just to give a full weekly overview, not just of the moon. So let's kick this off. 
Wednesday, May 19th, we start with the waxing quarter moon at 29 degrees of Leo at 12.12 p.m. And that is uh, Pacific Standard Time. The moon goes void right at the quarter moon until 2 p.m., after which the moon moves into Virgo. Thursday, May 20th, Virgo all day, and the sun moves into Gemini at 12.30 p.m. Friday, May 21st, we have a void, of course, moon from 1 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., after which the moon moves into Libra. Saturday, the 22nd of May, moon in Libra all day. Sunday, the 23rd of May, Saturn stations retrograde at 13 degrees of Aquarius at about 2 in the morning. Then, 2 in the afternoon, we have a void of course moon until 8 p.m., after which the moon flips into Scorpio. Monday, 24 May, Scorpio all day. Tuesday, 25 May, the moon is void from 2.20 to 7.40 p.m., after which she flips into Sagittarius. And Wednesday, the 26th of May, we have the full moon lunar eclipse at 5 degrees of Sagittarius at about 4 in the morning. So, so, so that's what's happening this week. <laughs> we have uh, one planetary ingress, one planetary station, and I do want to touch on the fact that Sunday evening through Tuesday evening, while the moon is in Scorpio, she is back in mutual reception to Mars and Cancer. So this is where both planets are receiving support while in signs they usually aren't comfortable with. Um, however, instead of being in a combative square, like when the moon was in Aries, this time they're in a supportive trine. So which layer? of your inner emotional world are you acting from? Is that in alignment with your deeper values? Are you reacting to change? As I said, there's a big theme of change in the air as we have so many planets in mutable signs. So are you reacting to change from your pain or from your power? Just, just being reflective and looking at stuffs. And yeah, uh, Mars not a fan of moving through cancer so i like to really focus on these points of mutual reception um so we can really hear what he's saying and what he wants um through the moon the moon is not a huge fan of being in you know penetrating piercing scorpio but mars can kind of show us that those things are trying to help us take action you know back and forth mutual reception uh, also, yes, the full moon in Sagittarius is an upcoming lunar eclipse. We'll see the solar eclipse in June. Uh, it's happening just five degrees off the nodes, which is a lot closer of eclipse than um, what we had last year, which was like 15 degrees off the nodes. More of a mathematical eclipse than a v visible one. Um, but I will discuss more about the, the meaning of eclipse season next week. Uh, in the meantime... I've got a link in my blog that'll show you where the eclipse will be visible around the world and at what times. And for now, I do just want to give you a heads up that this is an eclipse on the south node, the dragon's tail, so to speak. And so this is a phenomena of release, um, whereas the mouth is usually like opportunity and consumption and things like that. This is the tail 
we're gonna take a big energetic shit basically get get pumped <laughs> Now let's move on to ingresses, aspects, and stations. This week in planetary ingresses, we have the sun moving into Gemini on the 20th of May. And this is the final zodiac of the solar spring. So when we move into Cancer, that sort of kicks off the summer. Uh, but we're, so we're moving into Gemini season. Um, the conscious, known, easily seen and touched parts of life that which the sun rules is going to kind of shift from chill laid back slow to more giddy uh more bubbly from uh a shift from something more stubborn feeling to more playful from something more serious to maybe more frivolous uh, and you might also feel this sort of energetic focus shift um, from your Taurus to your Gemini house, that area of your life, um, and or lighting up any planets you have in Gemini. Uh, but really all mutable signs are kind of lighting up right now. Um, variability is, is a thing. It's big in the atmosphere. We are, we are being st stirred. So planetary ingresses. I, I love Gemini. I'm definitely biased as a Gemini sun. Um, it has this, can have this sort of like innocent, non-judgmental, like pure, open, childlike curiosity to it. Um, but as I sort of mentioned in the intro, the sun is entering this sign with a square to Jupiter. So be alert for things like uh, taking details out of proportion. Um, the main beef between Gemini and Pisces, they're signs that they're both mutable, so they square each other, um, which means there's, there's going to be some, something fundamentally there at cross purposes about, uh, and I won't completely unpack it, but kind of in a, in a overly summarized way, Gemini seeks to understand where Pisces seeks to feel out. So don't abandon the messages from your body for shiny bits of drama outside you uh, seek to reconcile these seeming opposites in order to get the most out of your gemini season <sighs> like every time i uh i'm introduced to a new gemini friend or like the concept of um gemini sun people comes up there's always the people misunderstand us they think we're two-faced and um and all of that and i'm and i'm like every sign has its its shitty face every sign has its uh ex excellent ex excelling magnificent uh posture and everyone has its like grimy gritty unhealthy unbalanced shit posture um, and we're not necessarily set up for the best of Gemini right now. <laughs> Moving on, what, where I hopefully find more optimism, I'm not sure. Major aspects this week. So last week we had Venus building up to an exact trine, uh, with Saturn. And that is exact on the waxing quarter moon on, uh, May 19th. And the formation of this transit over the last few days um, 
and it'll kind of continue as as uh, Venus moves and waves goodbye to this transit. It's really balanced out and restrained Venus. It's brought a sort brought a sort of pragmatism to Venusian topics of beauty and art and romance and justice, things like that. So. Uh, especially to to a Venus in Gemini, which is generally quite erratic, if not dramatic. <laughs> um, but so now this sort of relationship relating type energy is, as I said, separating from this aspect and is sort of ready to rebel by following whims. You know, Saturn is all about uh, restraints and structure and Venus was all about that for a minute and is now sort of moving away from it so we're moving into her like playful rowdy kind of phase and I just want to say that like choosing the naughty option is gonna feel easier it's gonna feel uh, right there at your fingertips uh, so you do you <clears throat> but know what's in the air so um, as for the grace that your sense of discipline was benefiting from uh, that's, that's dissipating. Like I said, Venus moving away from the trine with Saturn. So, and Saturn sensitive folks are most prone to feeling this one, um, because the sun moving into Gemini mitigates it a pinch. Um, so just take this as a warning of an ebb feeling, my, my Saturn sensitive peeps, and trust that the, the flow is coming back, <laughs> especially in your Gemini and Aquarius ruled houses trust the flow to come back but it's gonna you're gonna feel a thing um and i doubt it's gonna feel good i should probably try to be more specific but this this is what's happening all right so that's our of our two major aspects this week we've got venus trining saturn and our other major aspect as i think i've brought up twice already is the sun jupiter square so jupiter is making major aspects to during both the waxing quarter moon and the uh, full moon lunar eclipse. Um, he is home in Pisces and ready to party, Bacchus style, you know, by making things dramatic, exaggerated, stressed, um, which is, I don't necessarily mean like stress the negative thing, but just emphasis. Uh, the moon in the final degrees of Leo on the waxing moon opposes Jupiter in the first degree of Pisces. And then on the full moon in Sagittarius, she's squaring him all the while the sun is squaring him. So they're in hard aspects bracketing both ends of the week. The king of kings, Jupiterian archetype demands to be heard. This is big, bold, overdoing type energy. So check where this is playing out in your chart to see where you might need to double check with yourself are you being overdramatic or overconfident? Um, and to be clear, to be clear, I am not recommending you play small. I know I'm getting a little bit cynical. I will explain more in the wrap up. I am not recommending you play small. No, no, no. This is <laughs> Jupiter and Pisces is generally um, extremely auspicious. Jupiter rules Pisces. Jupiter is only here every uh, 12 years or so. So if the doors of opportunity open for you this week, especially for you, my Jupiter-ruled friends. This is like green light go. <laughs> don't, uh, I don't want you to become skeptical and over-questioning. <sighs> if doors of opportunity open for you this week, green light go. My only thing is that 
Mercury retrograde is coming up, so that's not a great time for signing contracts and things like that. So just keep that in mind. And that's all I have to say for major aspects. So planetary stations, we finally, this is the sixth, right? This is the sixth installment of Astro Weekly, and we finally have a planet stationing. <laughs> um, on Sunday, the 23rd, Saturn is going to station retrograde at 13 degrees of Aquarius. So yes, this is a very like general background energy. This is, uh, it's of a different vibe, you know, there's a reason you hear more about Mercury retrograde than Saturn. <clears throat> or even more of the further back transpersonal planets. Um, it's really like how many layers of things are you tapped into. But so this is a very general background energy as the dark feminine archetype of time, limitation, boundaries, authority, etc. goes into review mode until mid-October. Um, she's going to go from 13 back to 6 degrees exactly where my Saturn is so that's fun retrogrades can feel like a turning inward so be wary of turning your um, projected judgments like the restrictions and limitations you project out onto others uh, could be really turned in against yourself here maybe not for the whole retrograde but especially you generally will especially feel it right around the stationing so probably from like May 20th to 26th, this whole week, 20th to 26th, this whole week. Um, so just be prepared to like dialogue with yourself. Again, I like to stress reconciling opposites rather than choosing uh, an ally and an enemy. Uh, if you have any planets between 8 and 18 degrees of mutable signs, you'll feel this stationing most potently. So just kind of look at which of your planets, which of your etheric organs so to speak are being worked by the saturnian archetype of deep penetrating responsibility so <laughs> as i said this whole week the two or three days leading up to and after the stationing uh is when you're going to feel it the most you might feel this uh turning inward of uh discipline structure boundaries that kind of thing of your sense of how you relate to time even and uh this week is going to show you clues as to your theme for the whole saturn retrograde season so something small here you will see drawn out from now until mid-october uh and you can mine that for lessons and yeah aside from uh reminding you that mercury goes retrograde next week that is all i have for planetary stations okay and finally we get to the wrap up of may 19 to 26 from the waxing quarter moon in leo to the full moon lunar eclipse in sagittarius this week the moon moves uh from leo to sagittarius both fire signs and that inner fire paired with the mutable sign madness um and the archetypal function of fire trudging through watery cancer uh, could be a lot of fun but let's face it we're not in the most balanced and functional environment right now <laughs> what do mutable signs and fire signs have in common when they're unbalanced slash unhealthy 
they blow shit up. Okay? They they blow shit up. <laughs> so, and and this is what's in the air the week leading up to a south node eclipse. Okay? Eclipse means sudden and south node means release. So, quote unquote, they blow shit up is what is in the air before quote unquote sudden release. This is why I'm just saying like self-awareness could do you a, a pinch of good this week. I cannot stress enough just like relax, relax your muscles, wiggle around a bit, you know, find, find your playful side and then allow that playful side a seat at the fucking table this week, okay? Taking things too seriously, too dramatically, too disproportionately. Not not that you would know that from... You need people to help point that kind of thing out. But anyways, this will blow up in your face or just like the atmosphere is prime for this kind of thing to blow up in your face. So, you know, what's, what's your self-reflection routine looking like? Uh, check in with your trusted friends, you know, people who are going to tell you if you're acting too disproportionately um and uh see where you know where are you possibly not seeing a gift because you've convinced yourself it's a goblin all right yeah and that wraps up the sixth uh installment of astro weekly so you know this is the uh, astrology resource I've long been hoping to find and so I'm trying to craft it and hone it switching it up a little bit every week let me know what sort of information you would find supportive in your practice or the sort of thing you would find inspiring uh, in this lunar weekly newsletter of sorts so leave me a comment at hownowmercurialcow.com or email me tango at hownowmercurialcow.com and uh, let me know Thanks. See you next week.